Hello and welcome to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Von Arx, here with my co-host, Carrie Egler. And in this episode, we are lifting the lid on secrets of million-dollar print-on-demand businesses. Having created millions in t-shirt and apparel sales ourselves and having a number of seven-figure business owners in our network, we're going to be breaking down some of the common traits that we see in those seven-figure print-on-demand businesses. But first, real quick, if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. It helps us reach new listeners and it helps you never miss an episode. So with that, thank you so much. We are so glad you're here. And just before we hop in, here's a quick word from this episode's sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Gelato, the world's largest print-on-demand network. Gelato enables individuals ranging from e-commerce entrepreneurs to artists and creatives to establish their own global business. The magic of Gelato is that they focus on local production. The item being delivered is produced in the country that the order is placed almost 90% of the time, leading to many benefits such as lower costs, faster delivery times, and most importantly, reducing carbon emissions. The focus on tech to knit together over 130 production facilities across 32 countries is truly unique. Thanks to this, they currently have the highest customer satisfaction score in the print-on-demand industry on Trustpilot. To check them out for yourself, go to sixfigurefounder.com slash gelato and use the discount code POD Playbook, all capital letters, to get 60% off your first order when placed within 72 hours. That's the number six figurefounder.com slash G-E-L-A-T-O. You can also find the link and discount code in the podcast show notes or in the video description on YouTube. What is up, everybody? Welcome to this episode. And Carrie, this is an episode that I am extremely excited about because at the time of recording this, we are less than 80 days away from Black Friday. We are less than a month away from Q4, the biggest shopping season of the year. And so in this episode, we're going to try to drop a whole bunch of gems that hopefully are going to help all of our listeners make more sales and have the best Q4 they've ever had. So I'm super fired up. How about you, Carrie? How are you doing? Doing great, man. Just got back from Las Vegas, jumping back into work and uh, just been, yeah, just been, well, I didn't play pickleball for a week. That was crazy. (laughs) I play like a million times a week. And then, yeah, just ready to ready to jump back in. Like, I'm ready for Q4. We have so much to talk about, so many things coming up. Um, and I'm really excited about this episode because we're going to be diving into million, the million-dollar strategy and kind of how we have built, you know, POD and T-shirt brands and all those kind of things and kind of that strategy. But anyways, do you have an Apple review you want to share? I do have an Apple review I want to share. And then we'll talk about uh, yes. what we have coming up, which we've talked about every other episode leading up to this. But we just want everyone to know uh, but I'm going to read a five-star review that we recently received. Shout out to Stephen Smith, Stephen V. Smith. Thank you so much for your review. This is an incredible review. I actually, I pre-read this review and I was like, whoa, this is amazing. So five stars. The headline is Treasure Trove of POD Info. And this is what Stephen says. Last year, my wife and I began working with a developer to restore a century-old building in the quaint mountain hamlet of Mentone, Alabama, atop Lookout Mountain. That sounds 
incredible. Um, We we plan to open a shop that provided apparel and other items to the thousands of visitors who come here every year for the state parks, national preserve, and the region's abundance of natural beauty. Tragically, a fire destroyed the historic building in February, shortly before we were to open. We have struggled since to determine our next steps, but at last determined to launch an online store to bring our apparel brand to life. Our research led us to the print-on-demand playbook. Uh, And what a Trevor treasure trove of information it has been. A huge thanks to the guys for all the value you are delivering. I'm plowing through your episodes and taking notes. Already, you've helped us make numerous decisions that will get us off to a sound start. Thank you, and please keep the episodes coming. You're doing a great job, or you're doing great work. Thank you so much. Dude, that like that, I don't know what like, to say. We have the best listeners. It's we do. It's like, like I, I, I don't want to undervalue like the the time that it takes people to pull out this app and to write us a review. And this is like an intentional, well written, long review. Like, I couldn't write something like that in two minutes. So we really value your time. We really value everyone who takes the time to write us these reviews. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Keep them coming, please. We, we're really grateful for them. And we want to keep shouting out people. So with that, Carrie, do you want to fill people in on what we have coming up? I do, but I also just want, I wanted to say also just thank you for the reviews. Like without, without listeners, we, ha- we can't do the podcast. Like we do it because people listen to it. And the podcast has been growing like crazy. We, I was just, we were chatting before we just had a, one of our recent episodes has basically amassed more listens than like our last 20 episodes. And it's only been out for like three weeks, which is crazy. Uh, if you haven't listened to the episode on 10 best selling print on demand products, 2023, that episode is just blowing up right now. So apparently there was some great value in that, in that episode. And we just don't have it. We can't, we can't do this without listeners. So we appreciate you so much. Can't say that enough. And kind of to transition that, we have amazing communities. Like I was going to talk a little bit about Six Figure Founder and what we have coming up. Did you have something you wanted to add, Adrian? Oh, I was going to say that's episode number 36. Episode number 36, 10 best-selling print-on-demand products, 2023. Great episode. But what I was saying is you guys are listeners. We read the reviews. You guys listen. And that that carries over into our Six Figure Founder coaching program where I, I would say the same thing. We have just such an amazing community. I was actually looking back in our... So so we have this program called Six Figure Founder. We help apparel sellers uh, get to their first six figures in 12 months or less. That's, what, that's kind of our mission is to help, what is it, 500 t-shirt and apparel brand owners generate $100,000 or six figures or more in 12 months or less. That's the goal of the program to help you get to six figures. We have this private chat with myself... Adrian and our other coach Carlos, where every student in the program can just chat with us. They can just literally just 24-7 communicate with us, text with us, ask us questions. We can send voice messages back and forth. It's really cool. If you use WhatsApp or even like text messages, it's basically like texting your coach, which is cool. Um, but I was just looking back because I was trying to look through. We've had some crazy testimonials lately. People uh getting their first thousand dollars in sales. I know a few people have crossed five thousand dollars recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some of the social media stuff that's happening. Uh, with some of our students, like I just, I was just looking back in the t- in the messages, and one of our students had a hundred thousand views on one of their most recent reels. We had another guy had uh, I just looked earlier seventy eight thousand views on one of his TikToks. Uh, like just, it's so good. It's so good. Like our goal of helping people reach six figures is like 
becoming real. Like it's starting to become real, which is cool. And we only started this program back in March, uh, which is so awesome. So anyways, I say all that to say, if you want to be a part of, of our program, if you want to work with us closer, or if you just want to work with us for a couple of days, we have an amazing event coming up. It's a two day workshop. It is free, but it is by invite only. It's a two-day workshop. It's called the Grow Your Brand Workshop. It's coming up October 4th and 5th. It's about four hours on uh, Wednesday, October 4th and Thursday, October 5th, where we do live coaching. We do three live training sessions. We do live website store brand reviews. I mean, it's pretty wild. We've done it two times. It's our third time. Mm -hmm. And uh, this one is by invite only. Uh, I want to throw the mic to you, Adrian, but I just want to say, our goal with this is not to get like the most people ever into this program or like on the event. We want to help people that are really serious about this because we really feel like we can offer you the most value and we can help you uh, get to your goals, get to that six figures. We want to pe- we want to work with brand owners that are that actually want to like do this in the next twelve months, right? Like that are serious about it. So mm-hmm. we are doing this workshop by invite only. What does that mean? All that means is that you need to go to the website and just fill out a, like a few questions. And then we'll actually let you know if you are invited to the event or not. So we just want to make sure that you're a good fit for the event. It takes like 30 seconds to fill out. And then hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll throw you an invite to the event as long as it's a good fit for you. So um, the website is sixfigurefounder.com slash grow. The number sixfigurefounder.com slash grow. It's down in the show notes. Adrian, the mic is over to you. Yeah, so I just want to clarify one thing. Um, if there's any confusion around what Six Figure Founder is, it's an advanced coaching program. It's an accelerator. Exactly. And it doesn't mean you need to be making six figures already. In fact, we don't expect anyone in it to be making six figures yet. We want to get you there. However, like this is not a beginner coaching program. Carrie and I each have our own beginner coaching programs. Carrie has Shirt School. I have T-Shirt Legends Academy. If you're absolutely super, super new, if you haven't you know, even thought of your niche or your name brand or anything, then that's probably a better fit for you. But if you have a Shopify store set up, if you have your name, if you have your niche, if you, you know, even if you started like making some sales and stuff, then, and you really want to accelerate, like you want to really go all in and, and really take off. That's what this is for. So um, I wanted to clarify that because in the past couple episodes, we we mentioned that it was, you know, everyone's invited and all this. And that was kind of my bad. I think I said that. And so I wanted nah, I to clarify, I, I don't, everyone, you know, we, so we, we put this little, um, what do you call it? Like an application in place just to make sure that this is a good fit for everybody, that this is a good fit for you and that you're not wasting your time because we don't want you to come and be like, this is too much. I'm not ready for this. I just, I just want to think of a name. You know what I mean? Um, so, so yeah, if you are interested, if that does sound good to you, definitely go to that site, the number six figure founder dot com slash grow. I butcher this every time, but that is it. Uh, fill out the application and we really hope to see you there because it's high vibing. It's fun. It's just, and there's a ton of value, a ton of value. And not just from us, like the, the people in the group, the people are commenting, they're giving their feedback on websites. They're giving their feedback on brands. It's just, 
value all around. And we absolutely love it. We get really fired up when we're doing this. You think we're high energy here? Whew. Wait until you see us at the at the workshop. It is like- Wait until you see us live. Workshop. We're Wait live in front of live. an audience. It is a different <laughs> vibe. So yeah. with that, why don't we transition into today's episode? And Can I say then- one more thing, Adrian? Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, well, just to be crystal clear, I know you, I, I just want to make it crystal clear. If you're listening, the only really the only requirement we have on coming to that workshop is that you have an active store, right? That's your that like you have a store that is launched. You're ready. You're ready to accelerate, right? And you can't really like accelerate your brand and focus on marketing and sales if you're still building your store or choosing your niche, right? So it is an advanced coaching program. We want you to have an active store uh, to really be a good fit for it. Um, cause we want to help you get to six figures quickly. And so we need to be able to take off as soon as we start. So yeah, go well sign up. Yeah. And All hopefully right, we'll see you guys there. All right, let's transition into the main event. And this is going to be a juicy one, guys. I promise there is going to be a ton of value in this. So if you do have a pen and paper or your phone handy, you're going to want to take notes. We are talking about how to create a million dollar print on demand business. We are lifting the lid on secrets of million dollar print on demand businesses. Having created millions in t-shirt and apparel brand sales ourselves and having a number of six and seven figure brand owners in our network, what we wanna do is we wanna break down the common traits, the habits of the people that we see making seven figures. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna break this down into a couple different steps. So we've got a total of six steps that we're gonna talk about in this, and we're just gonna go kind of in the most logical order. So the first thing, this is something we talk about a lot, but it's something we talk about a lot for a reason, and that is having a passionate niche. So Carrie, maybe I'll just kind of kick off here and then you can just hop in with your commentary. Um, does that sound good to you? Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. So I think um, a lot of people overcomplicate this, the whole niche selection, but I really- I agree. People, right, right. I and agree. I encourage people not to overthink this and this sounds totally counterintuitive, but I also encourage people not to be overly original. I know that sounds weird, but let me explain because what I've realized is that it's the simple niches that tend to perform the best. Let yes. me give you guys, right? Let me, let me give you guys some examples of niches that we see performing the best. Examples of these are pets, sports, careers, activism, hobbies, and special interests like Christianity, politics, patriotism, cars, these kind of things. Like these have very passionate followings and a lot of people self-identify with these niches. Like look at, if you think of your niche and you look at people's handles, their names on Instagram, like if, you know, if someone's a, let's say a hiker, it might be like, fit fab hiker girl, something like that. She's self-identifying as a hiker. It means clearly she wants people to know she's a hiker. And these are a, a indicator that this is a very, very passionate niche. And, you know, generally what I say to my students, uh, and we've said this before to students in Six Figure Founder, if someone can't determine your niche within five seconds of seeing your Instagram page, it's probably too complicated. And I remember we were doing a um, quarterly hot topics call 
And we were looking at all these really successful uh, t-shirt apparel brands. And I had everyone, every single time I pulled one up, I said, I'm going to give everyone five seconds to figure out what this niche is. And it was like, boom, 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 boom. Everyone in the chat is just lighting it up because right away they knew what it was. And that is what we recommend. So the most successful brands, they have a very crystal clear niche and there is really no ambiguity. I have friends who have made over a million dollars in sales in the gym niche, the dog niche, the social justice niche, and a number of other really simple niches. The consistent trend amongst the biggest performers that I see is that they're all really, really simple. And I just want to say one more thing, and then Kara, I want to hear your feedback. Contrary to popular belief, saturated niches in many cases are saturated because there is money being made. That is evidence of profit. They are profitable. If they weren't profitable, there wouldn't be a whole bunch of people in that niche. And I want to, uh, I want to say something that I think is going to also kind of, you know, if anyone is thinking about getting one of the, into one of these really saturated niches, I think this might make you feel better about it. And maybe this is kind of controversial, but a lot of them aren't that good. Like there's really good, really saturated niches where there's like a million clothing brands, but a bunch of them are inactive. Like the stores close, but they still have their Instagram page. They, some of them, they barely post. Some of them just are terrible. Like if you want to stick your flag in the sand and you want to dominate one of these saturated niches, I bet you it is not nearly as hard as you think it is because I know if I went on Instagram and looked up all the all the dog brands, let's just say, there would be a endless number of dog brands. But if you actually took the time to go through one by one and research them, what you would notice is that most of them aren't that good and a lot of them are abandoned. Like they're gone. They have shut down shop. They are inactive. So do not like hold yourself. If it seems very, very saturated, that is not always a bad thing. That is evidence of profit. Carrie, your thoughts. Too many thoughts, man. You, you, <laughs> you really, you went deep right there. Um, where do we even start? I mean, I, 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 I want to keep this brief because we, we could literally talk about this forever, totally. uh, but you're exactly right. Simple, simple niches. I was thinking about, um, some of the niches that I've seen students over the years have so much success in, Many students have created million-dollar brands. Many, many more than that have created six-figure brands, multi-six-figure brands. Um, uh, grilling, uh, mechanics, teachers, nurses, uh, pickleball. Um, talking about uh, you know cars and um, so many fitness. You know all kinds of different fitness stuff. I mean, we could go on and on forever. Gaming and you know like. It, and, and what you, what I want you to notice about these niches is I'm literally saying them in one word. Yes. Like they're so simple and, and that's something you could, you could kind of evaluate your niche a little bit with is if you have to explain it, it's too hard. You got to make it simple. Like I have students sometimes they'll, you know, they'll, they'll, um, they'll, I'll do a store review. Let's say I'll do a store review, you know, as a, as a bonus or something and I'll review the store and I don't understand the niche. So I'll say, I don't really get this. And I know I'm not really the customer, but I don't, I don't really, I just, I don't understand what this niche is. I don't quite get it. And I'll email them. They'll watch the video. They'll watch the store review. And then I'll get an email back. And the email is like 
four paragraphs explaining what they meant because they were, and I'm not saying this to make anybody feel bad because I, I don't, I don't mean it like that, but they're, they're explaining it. Well, here's actually like, this is my idea and they're explaining it. And I literally sometimes just want to reply and be like, that's the problem. You, you nailed it. Like the fact that you had to email me three or four paragraphs to explain when it comes to marketing, and this is what's crazy, Adrian, well, I'll say this and I'll try to wrap up my thoughts, but your niche is going to feed every step after, after this that we're about mm -hmm. to talk about. Everything we're about to talk about in these next few points on building a million dollar brand, it's all going to stem from your niche, right? So if you can't explain your niche in one to two sentences, it's not simple and people don't understand it, you're not going to be able to market it. Right when you go to do your marketing, you you're 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 likely going to be competing through social media posts and ads and different things where people have to get it in like two seconds, like one second. They have to understand it. Oh, that's a funny dog shirt. I'm a dog lover. Like there is literally has to be no thought to this. Attention spans are going like this and just collapsing. You know, attention spans are wild with TikTok and all kinds of different things. So we have to be able to communicate extremely quickly, and like or it just won't work. And so. Uh, you know, yeah, I'll just leave that there. Last thing I want to say is, uh, you talked about saturated niches. I just want to echo that. Um, if, if, a, if a niche is saturated, there's a reason why it's because mm -hmm. there's also huge demand. And so, you know, I often say, let's say, take the dog market, for instance, you know, the dog niche is so large and so massive, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, really billions of dollars. If you really consider all the other aspects, like you know, the pet smarts and, and, and really like the, the big brands are in the doggy niche, not, not just apparel. Um, it's so large that you just need like a 10th of 1% of that market and you've got a million dollar brand, right? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't take a lot. And as you said, when you really start to break down these niches, you still really start to look at the different brands inside the niche. You're likely going to find there's like one or two or three brands that are really doing well which, and they the rest are just garbage. The rest are so it's like there's so much room for you to to create something amazing. So, um, last thing I'll say is you know I I think it I think it's I probably heard it from Russell Brunson, but I think he heard it from somewhere else. Which just he talks about pioneers when you're trying to be a pioneer. Everybody's trying to like in our minds we want to be a pioneer because we want to we want to find that we want to solve the problem that no one else is solving. We want to find the thing that no one else is doing. But the the pioneers are often the people who go down with the knife in their back because mm. it's so difficult to pioneer a new idea. And we have all the, 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 the praise and admiration for the Steve jobs and the Elon Musk of the world that like pioneer these new things, you know, the Mark Zuckerberg's, whatever, like whoever, like they pioneer these new things, but mm. it's like, that's so difficult. That's the, that's like the hardest way that you can make money is trying to pioneer a new idea or solve a new problem. Right. And so we can create million dollar brands quickly and, and relatively easily and simple, simply if we just keep it simple and we just, we just go into simple niches. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. I, I don't know any seven figure brands and this is just me. I don't know all the seven figure brands in the world, but I have a lot of friends who have built seven figure brands and a lot who have built six figure brands. And I don't know any that are in crazy, original, unique niches and not to like, like, there's so many people that are way more creative than me. Like they come up with these incredible concepts and ideas and they're really original. I'm like, man, this is like, how did you even think of this? This is incredible. 
But the problem is if other people don't understand it, if there's not a huge amount of already passionate people, then you have that added responsibility of building up that tribe from scratch. And that is freaking hard. Like you are fighting an uphill battle. Go ahead, Carrie. It's a well, I was just gonna say it's a long, hard road, right? Mm-hmm. We're not saying it can't work if you have some mm-hmm. complex, cool idea. Like there's a lot of amazing ideas in our programs when we see it. That doesn't mean it can't work. It's just a long, hard road, right? Yeah. It's it it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Keep keep it simple, guys, and you're gonna be giving yourselves a huge advantage. A huge, huge advantage. Remember, if you can't tell, if someone can't tell within five seconds of seeing your Instagram page what you are, what you stand for, and it can't be explained in one single sentence, it's probably too complicated. So that would that would be our advice there. Step number two of six in how to create a million-dollar print-on-demand business is create designs that evoke emotion and relatability for that niche. So every seven-figure clothing brand that I have ever seen always has at least one winning design, like one design that totally resonates with their ideal target audience. And many times they have multiple, but really all you need is one winning design because there are so many things you can do with that one winning design. You can you can create an entire collection by putting it on a whole bunch of products. You can create, you can launch it in seasonal colors throughout the year. You can have special editions. Like maybe you put your best selling design on a pink shirt and it's, you know, for breast cancer awareness month, with a, which I believe is in October. And you have a special edition and you, you pro, donate pro, uh, proceeds to charity from that special edition shirt. I've seen all of these done. I've seen all these done by seven figure brands. And, you know, I, I just want people to not be discouraged if you're not seeing a lot of success right now. If you are if you're running ads, if you're posting, if you're trying things and you're not seeing success, it's probably because you don't have a winning design. And guys, like this is a like that you you need to test. Like you'll never know until you test and you let your customers vote with their dollars. So when you do come up with that design, that is going to change the game for you. You're going to see some serious hockey stick growth, especially if you put paid ads behind it. So for example, uh, I went in the dog niche. I started a brand in the dog niche because I actually like starting brands in competitive niches because where there's competition, there's demand. Like Carrie said, it's so true. And we were able to scale that up to six figures in the first 14 months. And this was on the side of another brand that was bigger that I was spending more time on. So this was a side hustle that I was doing with one of my brothers. And he was working two full-time jobs. uh, And he was doing this on the side. And I was working on my other brand. And I was doing this on the side. And the first kind of like eight months was just really dropping designs consistently, looking for something that worked. And it was only in about month 12, maybe month 13, that we found one single design that made us $277,000 in sales in two months. But before that, like we had B grade winners and we were making some sales, but we weren't like killing it. Like we were, we were not yet at, 
at six figures. It was only when we came out with a winning design that it really, really took off. And there are so many things that I know now that I wish I knew back then, which could have made it way more than $277,000 in 60 days. A lot of lessons learned. But my point is, it took us one design to get us way past six figures. And this is absolutely available to you guys as well. This was very dialed in on the dog niche. Like it had dog in the name. You like dog lovers. This was clearly really resonating something with them. It was a totally original design and people loved it. And that's all you need. But if you, your designs don't evoke emotion and relatability for your ideal target audience, for your niche, there's probably going to be some struggle. And so what I always recommend is until you find that six-figure design, the one that's going to take you to the next level, keep releasing new designs regularly. Because if you keep doing it and you do some research, this is something that is so underappreciated. And I think is like, this would be one of my top tips for creating winning designs is research. Spend time to look at the best-selling designs of your competitors and take clues for success from those. Look at the fonts they're using. Look at the placement. Look at the size of the graphic. Look at what it says and see if you can get inspiration from that to create your own winning designs. There are also a ton of research tools out there. Um, Carrie, you use Profit Busters. I really like Everbee. That's one of my personal favorite. What it does is it helps you find winners on Etsy. And guys, if they're winning on Etsy, they can win on your website. And here's the thing. A lot of these sellers on Etsy, they're releasing a lot of designs and they're doing a good job um, doing their research. However, on Etsy, a lot of them aren't running ads. And so they're going off of SEO and it's yep. kind of an organic process. Here's the problem with that. Like, in order to really spike your sales and get that hockey stick growth, if you put some money behind some paid ads of those designs, those people, if they had like a Shopify store and they're running Facebook ads, those designs, I think they could be two times, three times, four times, five times more successful because they're just purely based on the numbers. They're getting winning designs in front of way more people in a way shorter amount of time. And that's going to result in more sales and more profit for you. So I, I highly recommend that you guys do that tool. But really, the, when it comes to keys to success, winning designs is the one that I think not enough people pay attention to. And I would probably say it's the single most important one. Uh, carry your thoughts. Uh, I was going to say, I like, I like what you teach about um, A grade winners, B grade winners, you know, even like C grade winners, because I think it's important that, um, pe that people understand that uh, most of your designs are not going to be A grade winners, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you can't build a business on mostly B and C grade. Like, I mean, honestly, and, and that's, that's kind of my story is like, I was just thinking about it while you were talking. I was like, how many, like, a grade winners have I had, you know, over the years, it's like, I've released hundreds of designs and probably could count on one or two hands. How many like really great designs that really popped off that I've had, but you know, of those hundreds of designs, like I've had way more B and C grade winners. And what's great about those B and C grade winners that aren't necessarily going to be the one that goes super viral is that they still sell extremely well to my email list and they sell well to, you know, my social media following and those kind of things. Like they're not necessarily going to be that viral one, but they might be great as an upsell 
and they might help you build your email list and help, you know, sell on your email list. And so it's like, that doesn't mean there's not value in, in other designs and you shouldn't be discouraged, especially in the beginning. If you're releasing a lot of designs and you're not finding that winner, that doesn't mean your all your designs are going to be useless. One of those designs may be of value to you later down the road, uh, especially when you start to build an email list, you start to build a following, you start to be known a little bit. Um, th those designs will come back and, and help you, right? So I wanted yeah. to add that, but I, I I totally agree with everything you said. I mean, it's 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 probably the most important thing is having winning designs and really focusing on that. I think the the tip I would offer to everybody, similar to what you said, is not. And we're talking about paid tools like Everbee and Profit Busters. You don't have to use paid tools. I, I just I've been using Profit Buster for like the last year. But the first six years of doing print on demand, like I I never used a tool like that. It was just research, right? And what I always did was I would go out to the big brands. I would go out to the, you know, um, H and M, the Zara, the PacSun, like. The, well, I mean, name a brand, right? Like any any brand, maybe even some of the more luxury brands. And I would look at what kind of graphic t-shirts and what kind of designs they were selling and what was trending, right? And then just take some inspiration from that. The color schemes, the layouts, the font styles, even some of the wording and some of the quotes, right? And just take it back to my niche and take some inspiration from that. Um, similar to what we talked about with your niche is like, there's a reason these styles and different things are trending, right? So we want to branch off of that. We We talk about... We've done episodes on, you know, different design elements, I say episodes, we've done little snippets on fonts and styles and different things like that. And um, you should be paying attention to those trends and taking, you know, some inspiration from those trends. And, and then when it comes to the quotes and the words that you put on your designs, you need to pick a niche you're passionate about and you need to be involved in that niche and what conversations are happening within that niche to know what people are talking about, Right. Like if you're in it every day and you're in the Facebook groups and you're following the Instagram pages and you're reading the 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 the, the you know threads and different things, um, you're gonna know what where the conversation is at and what people are talking about, and that's how you get ideas for things to put on your designs. Because the quickest way that you can have success with a winning design is just branch off something that's trending inside mm -hmm. your niche, right? And people are gonna resonate with that because they're already talking about it. And so anyways, those are some of the tips I would offer, but winning designs are, um, extremely important and, and possibly the most important thing on this list. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to explain the A, B and C grade winners. So I created this concept because I realized that my winning designs weren't all winning at the same level. And what I realized is they kind of fell into one of three buckets. So I call them A grade, B grade and C grade winners. A grade winners mean that it's, a, it means that it's a design that you can scale to the moon profitably. This is like a viral style design that you can put paid ads behind hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars a day and run them profitably. That is an A grade winner. A B grade winner is a design that you can run at a small budget profitably, but every time you try to bump up that budget, every time you try to scale it up, it just kind of flatlines or it becomes less profitable. So it's like the one that you can only run at a small budget and you might be able to run it for a long time at a small budget, but every time you try to like 5X that budget or even 2X the budget sometimes, it just doesn't be, it's just not profitable. So you have to run it small, you know, at a small budget. And then the C grade winning designs are the ones that you can't really easily run profitably with ads, but they're still making sales. And I'm sure a lot of people listening have those. They're like, oh, this people are buying this design, 
But when I, whenever I try to run ads to it, it's not profitable. And that's just a type of design. It's just, that is what I call a C-grade winner. Means that, you know, you should keep it and you should keep it in your catalog and you should keep marketing it through email or SMS or on your social media. But you just have to accept the fact that it's not an A-grade or a B-grade winner and you won't be able to put ads behind it. So that's kind of the, the concept of the A, B, and C-grade winners. Uh, all right, shifting gears. Carrie, do you have anything else to say about that? No, nope, let's go. Number three. All right, let's keep it rolling. Step three is having an effective marketing strategy. So this involves, in my opinion, and Carrie, you can tell me if you agree with this, but this this really involves, this is what I see, this is what worked for me and what I, what I see a lot of other seven-figure brands doing. So this involves having one primary platform to acquire new customers and one primary platform to retain customers and get repeat sales. I call this a primary acquisition channel and a primary retention channel. One is to uh, acquire and one is to retain. And that is all you need to get to $1 million in sales. I know because this is what I did. I built my brands, my first two brands that were successful. My first one was an epic failure. That's another story I'll tell you in a bit. But my second and third one that I built to six and then sold, and then the other one that I built to seven, like they were built off the back of Facebook and Instagram as a primary acquisition channel. And the retention channel was email marketing. I didn't even know about SMS before I made a million dollars in that seven figure brand. I didn't even start doing it till I was probably 1.5 million or more in sales. So I can tell you all you need is one retention channel. And so what I encourage everyone to do when you're starting is do not get distracted by the bright, shiny objects. And there's a quote I'm trying to think about that I'm going to, I'm going to pass the mic over to you in a sec, Carrie, because I'm going to look up this quote and I want to share it because I think so many times people feel like they need to be on every platform and it's like, Oh, threads just started. I need to be on threads. Oh, I need to be on TikTok, guys. You need to dominate one platform. You need to dominate one platform. And that is where you should put the high majority of your time and energy into, into dominating one single platform for acquiring customers. You can post on the other ones. You can use posting apps that syndicate your post out to multiple platforms, but you should only focus on dominating one. And then as part of your growth strategy, your scaling strategy down the road, maybe when you have a team, then you start kind of branching out and trying to dominate other sales channels. But until you get to seven figures, I would say just focus on dominating one primary and one retention channel. And for t-shirt apparel brands specifically, I would say Instagram for your acquisition channel or TikTok. Those are the two most popular um, and the two that I see people have the most success with. And then for your retention channel, email and or SMS, but I say start with email. Um, and then the other thing I just wanted to say about this before I hand it over to you, Carrie, is scale up winning designs using both free and paid marketing. This is something that every single seven-figure brand owner does that I've seen. I've never seen, I've never met a seven-figure brand owner that has not used paid ads. So they do a mix. They do a mix of organic and paid ads. And usually they're always running some paid ads, 
But when they have a winner, like an A-grade winner, they're going to scale up fast and hard because a lot of things happen over time. A-grade winners aren't A-grade winners forever. You're going to get copycats that are going to undercut the price. And a lot of people are going to think they're the exact same product and they're not going to see the difference. And so they're just going to you know, they're going to start stealing some of your business. Your ads are going to get ad fatigue when Facebook has shown it to tens of thousands, maybe millions of people. And all the people that, you know, wanted to buy it, bought it already. There's a lot of reasons why they're not going to remain A-grid winners. And that's why you do have to scale fast and hard. And this is one of the secrets of six and seven figure brand owners. As soon as they get the, as soon as they know they have an A-grid winner, it is off to the freaking races. And it is like overnight hockey stick growth. And uh, you know, I always tell people this isn't a get rich quick scheme. Like print on a mat is not a get rich quick scheme. You have to put in work to find that A-grade winner. And the reason why I see brands fail is because they don't find that A-grade winner and they quit before they find it. But I'm telling you, you can be coasting for six, 12, 18 months. When you find that A-grade winner, the game changes. It's just hockey stick growth if you're using an effective marketing strategy. I'm going to look for that quote. Carry your thoughts. Well, I totally agree. Um, one, you know, you really only need one platform. And I think uh, the biggest thing I want to communicate about that is that um, when you try to try to post or try to be on all the platforms at once, or you try to do all the things at once. So let's say you start your brand and you're like, I'm going to do SEO and I'm going to write a blog every week and I'm going to post on Instagram and I'm going to go live on my TikTok. And I'm also going to run ads and I'm going to work with influencers. When you try to do all that stuff at once, what happens is they all suffer. They all stink. Like you can't be great at one because you're trying to be great at everything and you end up being probably bad at most of those things. Um, at least that's, I know that's what happens for myself. Anytime, I mean, really what I'm extending this to is, you know, shiny object syndrome. When you have, when you have all these, you know, business ideas. I biz, I was telling um, the shirt school community on our call this morning. Um, I had a call with with my shirt school students, and um, I was telling them this morning. I was like, you know, I have a new business idea, like pretty much every week. Like, there's a new one that I'm excited about in my mind, and yeah. I have to be disciplined to not just jump into every one. You know, I really not to jump into any of them because I have enough on my plate that is growing and is successful, and like. But I'm that guy that wants to like do all the things all the time. And I, I totally get that. But what happens is when I, and I've done it so many times, I, I've tried to start another idea or something unrelated. And what ends up happening is the thing that I should be focusing on gets worse because my mm. attention gets divided. And this is, so this is the same thing when it comes to your marketing, like one primary platform to acquire new customers and one primary platform to retain customers. And I'll, I'll leave you with this on this point is, uh, I also am a fan of email marketing and email marketing, you know, it's been my bread and butter for the whole forever <laughs> since I started mm -hmm. because what I, what I discovered very early on, and it was really through a mentor and we're going to get into mentors in a, in a minute. But, um, what I discovered very early on through a mentor was that email marketing was really important. And that was the best pathway for me to really make uh, money and do it, do it consistently over time because that email list grows over time. If you nurture it, if you send, you know, you send emails frequently 
and you get good at writing those emails, your email list is just going to become more valuable over time. And, and I learned that pretty early and, and it kind of clicked when I started seeing the, the emails go onto my list. You know, I'm I was running ads, I was running Facebook and Instagram ads and I'm getting some sales from those ads, but I'm also seeing my email list grow with each, each day that I'm running ads. Right. And, and I, and I'm sending emails each week. And as those sales start to build up from my email list, it's starting to click where I'm just like, okay, I'm putting money into ads. I'm getting some sales, maybe even just breaking even, maybe a little bit of profit, but I'm making tons of profit over here from my email list and the email list continues to grow. So if I just keep putting money into the ads and keep growing this email list, like there's going to be the, the ball is going to roll over the mountain to where it's like the profits are going to start stacking. Right. And mm -hmm. so, yes, there's a little bit of there, there's consistency that you have to, you know, you have to stay consistent with it, but like that was a big moment for me and just building up that email list because then I also realized that there are months when you're going to have a rough month when your ads are not going to be as profitable or here's a great example, Adrian, there's going to be months on your million dollar brand journey where you don't have an A grade winner. Mm -hmm. You don't have one there. You're trying the ads. They're not there. It's not working. You're not able to turn a profit. If you have been diligent and built up your email list, your email list is going to sustain you through those times because you're still going to use those B and C grade winners to bring in sometimes more profit from that email list because you've been building it for the last year, two years, however long, you know, and that's what I realized is that when I was having a rough month, I could go to my email list a little bit harder than I did the previous month and I could level out those numbers and my revenue could still be high, you know, and it, and it's just the ebbs and flows. And so uh, again, just, just to, to, to drive it home, one primary uh, platform to acquire new customers and one primary platform to retain, retain customers, get repeat sales. Don't try to do it all at once. It will all be bad. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, so one quote that comes to mind, this isn't the one I, I was thinking of, but I, I'll share that one in a sec. One quote that comes to mind is being a jack of all trades and a master of none. I feel like there are so many brands and especially at the beginning, people think they need to be on every platform and they get really overwhelmed and they have a presence on every platform, but they don't have, they're not dominating any. So they have a small following on across five platforms. I would way rather be a brand that has a big following or even a decent size following on one single platform. I would way rather have 10,000 followers on one platform than 1,000 followers on 10 platforms. That to yeah. me is you are dominating this one platform and that's all you need. The, the, the seven figure brands that I see, they're, they usually, you can usually tell what their primary acquisition channel is. And then when you subscribe to an email list, you know that email is their primary retention channel because you just get pounded with emails from them. And one thing about email that makes it so powerful is you think about the average conversion rate of an e-commerce apparel store. What is it? Maybe 1.5 to 2% conversion rate. Like if you're driving traffic to your store, maybe 1.5 to 2% people in apparel will purchase. So if you have 3% conversion, that's good. Like that's actually a pretty solid conversion rate. However, 
you can remarket to the 97% that didn't convert right away, which is totally normal. Like think about your shopping habits. When you see something online, do you buy it the first time? Nope. Probably not. Usually you're targeted multiple times and maybe in the first time you're like, I'm going to buy that. But then you you're only after seeing it seven times, you actually go back and you take that action of buying it. So, you know, there, there's so much power in those in email marketing. And I feel like it's really good for catching a, a lot of the that 97% and converting them into customers. It might even take some of those people three or six or even more months to actually become customers, but they are actively choosing to join your email list. Clearly they're interested in something about your brand. So this is much more valuable than, you know, just putting out cold ads to people who you are getting in front of them because you're paying for ads to get in front of them. They're not actively choosing to see those ads, even though I highly recommend that. It's it's a mix, a blend of the strategy. But the quote that I was thinking of before that I wanted to share that I heard recently, I forget where I heard this, but it was so good. I was like, I'm writing that down. This quote mm-hmm. says, he who chases two rabbits catches none. Ooh. Dude, like that just about- let it, Just let it off. simmer. Let that sit for a sec. Let that sit for a sec. He who catches two rabbit or he who chases two rabbits catches none. This is like, this immediately came to mind when we were, when I, we started talking about primary acquisition channels and primary retention channels. And this is why we're so adamant on focusing on just dominating one for acquiring customers and one for retaining customers. Carrie, if there's nothing else, we should move on to number four. Any, any final thoughts on that, Carrie? Nope. All right. Number four of our six steps of how to create a multi or a million dollar print on demand brand. So here is number four. And that is the, uh, this is something that I see across the board. Every single seven figure print on demand business owner I've ever met does this. And that is they invest in ongoing training and coaching. Every single one. I have not met one single one. And here's why. Because most of them, including myself, are nothing special. I'm not a marketing genius. I'm not a marketing guru. I'm just a very- Speak for yourself, bro. All right. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm only speaking for myself here. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I, like, I have no special abilities. I didn't do particularly well in school. Like, I, I, I don't consider myself crazy creative or anything like that. I consider myself a very coachable student and a lifelong learner. Like, I've always believed if you're not growing, you're dying. And I feel like the same applies to your business. If your business isn't growing, you're dying. So I'm really big on investing in ongoing training and coaching. Things are always changing in this space. And if you're not staying up to date, it can be very easy to fall behind. And I am very passionate and fulfilled coaching others, but I really consider myself a lifelong student. You know, I I love teaching people. I love it. I love sharing knowledge. I know you do too, Carrie. Like we love coming on here and just like throwing it down. You know what I mean? It's so much fun. I I think the passion kind of speaks for itself. But on top of that, I've always invested in coaching. I still invest in coaching to this day and I will always invest in coaching for the rest of my life. Like think about every single top performing athlete. 
they all have coaches. They have coaches to become a top performer and they have coaches to remain a top performer. All the best athletes in the world have a coach. And I actually want to share many of them. Little- many of them have, have coaches for everything. Many of the athletes, if you think, take an NBA basketball player, they're going to have a fitness coach, mm-hmm. conditioning coach. They're going to have a diet coach. They're going to have a shooting coach. Then they're going to have like, it's, it's wild. Keep going. Yeah, no, it, it's so true. A mindset coach. A lot of mm-hmm. them have a mindset coach. Uh, so I want to share a really brief story about hitting my first six figures in sales in eight months. So when I started my first t-shirt apparel business, I was part of a small group of three brand new t-shirt business owners, all starting from scratch. Like these were two friends of mine. We were in a mastermind and one of them told me about print on a man. And this is the first time I'd ever heard about it in my life. And it sounded too good to be true. And so like they explained everything to me and we all decided to start at the same time. And the first t-shirt business that I started after hearing about it failed miserably. I made a whopping zero sales. And what really changed the game for us after you know a while of spinning our wheels and trying to learn everything from Google and YouTube, we decided to invest in coaching and mentorship, which absolutely just swung the pendulum in the totally opposite direction. It went from literally failure in its purest form with zero sales to creating a six-figure brand in eight months. And so what we did is all three of us at the same time decided to invest in coaching and mentorship. And get this, Carrie, I've told you this story before, so you're not going to be overly surprised. But all of our businesses hit six figures within the first 12 months. And I think mine was the last one to hit six figures. It took me eight. I'm pretty sure I was the last one. Do you think that's a coincidence that when we none of us were having success and then we invested in coaching and mentorship, we followed a tried and tested, proven roadmap. All of us were following this. And within 12 months, we all had six-figure brands. This is not a coincidence. And I, I want to kind of, you know, share some of the similarities. I want to break down some of the similarities that I could reverse engineer that helped us all hit six figures in the first year. So this is this is kind of what I gathered. I was thinking about this. I'm like, okay, let's reverse engineer this. First, we all choose chose a very simple and very specific niche. And we only created niche-specific designs. Our focus was only creating designs for our niche. Second, we all had at least one winning design that we were able to scale up profitably with paid ads to get us to six figures. Every single one of us had at least one winning design. Third, we all implemented an effective marketing strategy that we learned from our coach. This goes back to being very coachable students. We were all like, you've had success doing this. We want to be where you are. Tell us what you did and we will we will do it. And this included having a primary acquisition channel and a primary retention channel and using paid Facebook and Instagram ads to scale up our winning designs. Just one. That's every single one of us. Once we found a winning design and we scaled up with ads, we hit six figures. It was just like, boom. But like maybe for the first four or five months, it was crickets. Like we weren't making many sales. We weren't able to scale up any ads profitably. But when we found that one, we were consistently releasing new designs. And when we found that one, we were all able to scale up to over six figures. And then the the two other things that I reverse engineer from this are we all invested in training and coaching 
from experts who ran their own successful t-shirt businesses. Like this person had experience, like they had done this before and we wanted to learn from them. And the last thing I'll say, which just to reiterate, there was no magic here and we were not marketing geniuses. We were just like so many of you, our listeners, we were just students. And I still very much consider myself a student. Um, Carrie, I want to hear your thoughts. Dude, I mean, there's, there's, there's no, there's no like, I, I can't put a cap on the, on the value of training and coaching. Um, you know, where do I even start? I've spent, um, hundreds of thousands of dollars on training and coaching. Well, I should be clear books, courses, coaching and masterminds, books, courses, coaching and masterminds spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on them over the years. I think somewhere around $75,000 in the past couple of years that I've spent in my own personal development uh, through books, courses, um, coaching and masterminds. I mean, just recently I, I, I paid a guy, I think $3,000 for like two hours, two hours to spend two hours with me just to teach me one specific thing. Uh, I paid another guy recently a thousand dollars to spend one hour with me just because I wanted to learn a specific thing from him. Like I can't put a value on it. And my, my story is very similar to yours. When I started my first t-shirt business, uh, many people have also heard this story through my classes and different things is, um, I, I started to have success really fast and then it like tanked. Like I had a really, really huge month. I remember we hit $30,000 in sales in like our third or fourth month. And then everything just like crashed to the ground because I had no idea what I was doing. And I couldn't figure out how to get the business going again. I couldn't figure out why I had so much success. And then like, where did it go? What happened? Why, why is this all just crashing and burning around me? And I went to one of my mentors, which he was also a coach in his own right, like, you know, in that, in this same vein, but he told me, he was like, you're trying to, you're trying to figure all this out on your own, but you need to just go, go find somebody who's already been where you want to be. And just just follow their program. So I went and I found this guy and I bought his course, spent a couple thousand dollars that I didn't have. I put it on a credit card. We were completely out of savings at this point. Didn't know what I was going to do. Put it on a credit card and I followed to the T every step that that guy taught in his course about how to build you know, a business or whatever, online business. And, and that, that's literally how I resurrected my, my first apparel brand was through, you know, through a course, through buying a course and learning. Like... And just applying what I learned. And I think a big, uh, another thing I'll say is just something I'm very passionate that people that I feel like people need to know is that oftentimes when we buy a course, or we do coaching or masterminds or whatever, we, we join them because we think like that person's going to have all the answers. Like we're going to, we're going to join a mastermind or a coaching program because they're just going to give me all the answers. But a lot of times what actually is the case is when you invest into yourself, you put a demand on yourself to get the results that you came for. You literally are like signing a contract with yourself that says, I'm putting in this thousand bucks, 2000 bucks, 10,000 bucks. I mean, I've joined masterminds that are $50,000 a year. I'm putting, I'm signing a contract with myself saying I'm investing $50,000 and I'm committed to myself to get the result that I came here for. Right. And so Every time that I think about quitting or giving up or whatever, I go, oh, I got $50,000 invested. I'm not giving up, right? And it's simply that mindset shift. And then I think the second most valuable thing is the community. It's not even what you learn from, you know, directly from the coaches or whatever. It's from the community, the connections you make, 
what you learn from the other people that are on the same path, the same journey as you. And then I would also add to that, it is obviously very valuable what you get from the coaches, what you get from the courses and trainings. I mean, that's all been invaluable as well, but I, I can't, I can't say that I could put that above the other two things that I, that I said, like there, it's just, it's this package that you get from, especially when you join like a mastermind or a coaching program or some kind of membership, it's this package that you get of the community, the training and the support, like all of it together is this, mm-hmm. you know, amazing, amazing thing that, that really helps you in all areas that you need to, uh, in order to grow. So yeah, I can't tell you the, the value it's had in my own life. I could go through story after story where it was like I was facing an obstacle and I hired a coach. Or I was facing an obstacle, I bought a course. I, you know, it, you could go to any any success that I've ever had uh, in business. And it's, I mean, even right now, let me tell you one more thing is uh, right now, you know, I want to lose like probably 15, 20 more pounds. I've lost about 10 pounds. I've lost about 10 pounds in the last, uh, I think like four or five weeks. Nice. I hired a health coach like I pay every single month and he has me take pictures of all my meals and I schedule, I have a one-on-one call with him every week. Like I literally hired a health coach. He tells me what to eat. He tells me what workouts to do, like all that kind of stuff. And it's like, it's already been invaluable. And again, part of it is because I just put a demand on myself because I said, I'm paying for this every month. I'm going to use it. Right. And part of it is the community, the accountability, all that kind of stuff. Like, so anyways, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a living example of investing in training and coaching. And what it does is it shortens the path to success in business. Mm-hmm. You can get there without training and coaching. But the question mm-hmm. you have to answer is, do you want to get there in 10 years or do you want to get there in two years or one year? Do you want to mm-hmm. get there in five years or do you want to get there in six months? Training, coaching, courses, masterminds, books, shorten the path to success like significantly. Amen, brother. That was Amen. so well said. I'm that so was, passionate about that, dude. Like, I believe in it so much. Me too. And I challenge anybody listening, when you meet a six or a seven figure brand owner, coach, anyone in this space, I challenge you to ask them if they've ever invested in coaching. I've never met a single person who hasn't. This is one of the biggest differentiators I've seen across the board from the really successful brands versus the brands that struggle is the most success, every successful brand owner I've ever met invests in coaching, including ourselves. So we, we eat our own dog food here. You know what I mean? Like we're, this is definitely something that we're very passionate about. Um, all right. Are you ready for the final step? Step six is- No, we have five. Oh, you skip five. Wait, I skip five. I skip five. Six, five is huge. Five is- a really big one. So I'm definitely not going to skip that. Step number five of six is they follow a proven, tried, and tested roadmap. I've said it before and I will say it again. Print-on-demand success is a result of strategy, not luck. By having a proven, tried, and tested roadmap, you are giving yourself an unfair advantage over the business owners that don't. And the way I kind of like to think about this, I was just, as I was like thinking about this episode, I came up with this parable or this, this example. And it's imagine two people are driving from Los Angeles to New York. Person A has a GPS, which provides a proven way to get there in the least amount of time. Person B does not have a GPS or a map. 
who is going to get there quicker? Person No, a, I hear you. I hear you banging on the table because you're so passionate. Can you hear it? <laughs> Here you go. Who's going to get there faster? <laughs> I am banging on the table, but I did not know that it was that <laughs> obvious. All right. All right. But it just made me laugh because I was like, he's passionate right now. He, I am you're right, you're right dude. You're right. I mean, it's like, yeah, of course you're going to get there faster if you have a map. You don't have to wander around aimlessly. It, exactly. I, like, totally. And that's what so many of us did. That's what I did. That's when my first business, that was an epic failure. I was just like a chicken with my head cut off. I was on Google and YouTube all the time trying to find the hacks, what's going to change the game and like the secret sauce. All I needed was a clear, tried and tested, proven roadmap. That is what I needed. And that's what we got from my coach. And that's what allowed me and my two friends to all scale our business up to six figures in a year. And so kind of going back to this GPS example, person A with the GPS, all they have to do is follow the GPS step-by-step step to get from New York to Los Angeles, from Los Angeles to New York in the shortest amount of time. Person B, without the map or the GPS, they're going to literally pinball across the country with a lot of trial and error. They're going to lose their way consistently and probably eventually in multiple times more the amount of time they're going to get to their destination. But it's not going to be as clean. It's not going to be nearly as quick. And this is why I've always been a huge believer in following a proven tried and tested roadmap. And I just want to share this quote real quick from Tony Robbins. He says, I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan. And for anyone that doesn't know, he says, if you want to be successful, find someone who has achieved the results you want and copy what they do and you'll achieve the same results. Man, like that hit me hard because that is, in a nutshell, that's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. I did not create all these strategies. I learned them from a lot of people, a lot of different coaches and mentors, and I applied them to my business. Carrie, your thoughts. Do you and your wife watch any like shows on TV? Yeah, we list, we recently watched Live to 100. Um, which was really good. We're, we're currently watching painkiller, which is like, Oh dude, I started oh, that. I started that last week. I started that it's last wild. week on the flight because it's I heard that wild. I heard the story on a podcast of Purdue pharma. And so I started, I found that show and I was like, what? So then I, so then I started watching it. I got only got to the first episode cause I was kind of freaked out. I don't know if I should keep watching, but anyways, it messes with your mind, man. That show's crazy. So did you ever, did you ever get into Yellowstone? No, I have not. I know there's a huge cult following of Yellowstone fans. I'm like a cult follow of Breaking Bad. Nice. Um, that's my show that I'm just a huge. We went to Albuquerque and did like two Breaking Bad tours. I'm not even kidding. Uh, we did like the Winnebago tour. That's really cool. It was awesome. But anyhow, no, I have not no, watched my Yellowstone. Point. My point. So Yellowstone is, you know, I'm not going to go through the story of that, but Yellowstone is the one that got famous, like the show that got famous. So then they did these spinoff shows. So they did the show called 1883 which we just watched in 1883 is the story of how they like founded Dutton ranch and like how it started. Uh, so, so the story of Yellowstone is the story of the Dutton family and they own this huge ranch at Yellowstone, you know, in like Montana, huge ranch. And they like own the whole place. Well, 1883 is like a hundred years before that, where they, they actually settled there. And 1883 is this story of how the family and all these like German people, they all went on the Oregon trail from like Texas to like Oregon. They're trying to get to Oregon the whole time. They end up, I guess, going to Montana. 
Um, but we just watched that show and I, I don't know why that came into my brain when you were, well, I know why when you were talking about this, cause I was just thinking like it's 1883, they've got the, they've, got, they've probably got a hundred, hundred people and they're trying to make this trek north through the United States and they have no idea where they're going. They're just like, we just know we have to go north. And like every episode, there's like people dying and people getting sick and they're, you know, they get lost and they, it's like all these things. And I was just thinking like, if they just had a GPS, if they just had a map, if they just had, <laughs> but it's eight, it's the 1800s, right? Right, like, right, right? So they didn't have cars, right? They're, they're riding, they're, they're got horses and, and, and wagons and different stuff. And it's like, it's 1883, man. Can you imagine how much faster they would have got there? Here's the key though. Not only would they have got there faster to their destination in the 1800s, if they had all this stuff, there would have been way less pain, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's really important to, to drive home as a business owner is like, you're going to get there faster when you follow a roadmap and you invest in coaching, all these different things, but there's also going to be less pain you're going to run into less obstacles. You're going to know how to, you're going to know how to overcome those obstacles. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know why that just came with my head. I was like, man, I'm thinking about how crazy that show was. And I'm just like, if they just had a map, if they just, you know, were able to, to go straight there or whatever, if they had technology and different things that we have, like it's, it's crazy. Anyways, yeah, man. That's all good, I say. good point about the pain. Like it's discouraging not getting results, man. Like I've been there. Uh, you've been there. We've mm -hmm. both been there. Every six and figure, six and seven figure brand owner has been there at a time. Like it's really discouraging not getting results. And I remember when my business, the, the first business I started, which was an epic failure, which made zero sales. I was seriously like, should I just quit? Like maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Maybe I'm not good at this. Maybe I just, you know, it's just maybe yeah. it doesn't even work. But then I, it, it was like a fork in the road, right? And I was with these two other people and, and they're really driven. They're, they're like those kind of people where when they want to do something, they'll go and find someone who's really successful and be like, I'll pay you whatever it takes to teach me how to do this and because I want to be successful at this. And to no surprise, those two people that I started my business alongside, they're still to this day very, very successful because they're just really ambitious people and they've always invested in coaching and mentorship themselves. But- you know, what I'm saying is like, none of us were having results and we were very discouraged by it. There was a lot of pain there. And it was only when we decided, no, we're not going to quit. We have, we have two options. We can quit and say, this isn't for me, or we can invest in coaching and mentorship and give this like a true, like proper shot and think long-term. And like, we are in it to win it. We are in this to like, you know, quit our jobs or to have this as a really, really successful side hustle and bring in a lot of income. That is a mindset that we decide to go with. We invested in coaching and within a year, we were able to create those businesses. So yeah, it gives you an unfair advantage. It gives you a very clear path to follow and you just have to follow it. Like I didn't create that path that that person helped me to get to six figures. I did not create that path. Someone else created it and I just followed it. So, uh, any other thoughts on that before we jump on to the actual final? Let's wrap, this, let's wrap this baby up. All right, let's bring it home. Step number six, and man, I cannot stress this enough, is that they have seven-figure brand owners, people who create million-dollar print-on-demand businesses. They have a long-term mindset, and they stay consistent. The number one reason I see print-on-demand businesses fail 
is because they quit super early. Many drop out in the first one, two, three, six months. But here's the thing. I've never, and maybe you have, Carrie, I've never met a single six or seven-figure brand owner that saw success that early. Like you would have to be, I don't know, like one in a million to see success, to, to see that hockey stick growth within the first three, one, three, or even six months in a lot of cases. Like it took me eight months to get my first brand to six figures. However, it was probably only in month seven that my sales really started taking off. And then month eight that I actually crossed the six figure threshold. And that's what I see most of the time. Like you meet brands, lots of brand owners who have made millions in sales and I've never met any that were an overnight success. I don't think overnight success exists. I think it's I think it's a myth. I don't it, that's my personal belief. I've never met anybody. Most people even like maybe they had success overnight in one thing, but usually they had spent like 10 years in in that area. Like I've met some successful business owners who saw success pretty early, but a lot of them had been in business doing something similar for like five to 10 years. I still remember this story about this 17 year old who was killing it with print on demand. And I was so inspired. I was like, man, like how is this kid like half my age killing it? You know what I mean? He's 17. He's a killing it in print on demand. And then I like listened to an interview with him and he said he had been doing it. He'd been selling online for 10 years, 10 years. He started like flipping products on eBay. Like this was not his first rodeo. Mm -hmm. And when he went into print on demand, like, yeah, he was new to print on demand and he saw success pretty quick. However, he had been selling online for, like I said, around a decade. He was not new to this, even though he was still super young. He started at a really young age. So this is why I think that everyone, like if, if, if you're looking for a get rich quick strategy, this is not it. Like this is not the business for you. I don't know any businesses that people actually get rich quick. That you know, if you do put a lot of work and you're very coachable and and you follow a clear path, you're going to accelerate. Like yes, you're going to see results sooner than people who aren't doing that. You because you have an unfair advantage. It's like getting a head start on a race. You know what I mean? And then it's like being able to run straight while this other person has to run zigzags to get to the same destination. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a good one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, but that's it. Like, like the people that have a long-term mindset, when we invest in coaching, we were investing in coaching for the long-term. We paid, I think $5,000 for this coaching program. Like we were in it. We were like, we are in it to win it. And we can, we, we remain consistent the entire time. We remain consistent until we got to where we want to be. And then we continue to be consistent. So Carrie, I want to hear your thoughts. Man, not a lot to add to that. I mean, it's it it it's so true. Like there are, you know, I've heard some 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 you know quick success stories for sure, especially in apparel and prone demand. But you're you're right that most of the time it's it's they they already have some of the skills. You know, they're they're kind of primed and ready for that for that kind of thing. And um, I I think that you should. I think we shouldn't we we shouldn't count that as the norm. You know, that's the exception. It's it's not the norm. You know what I mean? And uh, I do, I do believe that, you know, when you invest in yourself, training, coaching books, masterminds, when you follow a proven tried and trusted roadmap, you will shortcut that path to success. But that doesn't mean it's going to be one month, three months, six months. You know, I, I, the, the only other thing that came to mind was 
Um, this happens a lot with bands, with like like music acts. It's really funny. I hear these hear these stories. Um, and uh, I, I'm not a fan of this band, but I'm going to use them as an example because I heard this one time and it actually made me have a little bit more respect for them. This band called Papa Roach, which I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. But uh, I'm not a fan at all, really. <laughs> like they would might be on my least favorite bands list. Um, they, but they they were interviewed one time because I don't remember what what year that they had like their breakout, you know, that breakout song. It was like early 2000s or something. But they were interviewed by this big, you know, network or whatever, big news thing, and they were like, "You guys like came out of nowhere, overnight success." Like your, your album is just, you know, shot up the charts and you're making, you know, like all this stuff. And they were like, how did you do it? And the lead singer was like, we've been playing in dive bars for six years. Like you, (laughs) like you think we're an overnight success. We've been working our butts off for six years with, you know, playing shows where nine people show up, playing shows where 50 people show up, not seeing any traction. We've released three albums, like keeps going on on. It's like. It it took, you know, they're like eating ramen noodles for six years until they had their first breakout success. A band that I really like, uh, they're called Incubus, also from that yeah. time frame. That's actually my favorite band in the world. Seen them in nice. concert like a million times. Same thing with them. They had their first breakout song in off the Make Yourself album. I, I'm a guitar player, so I have all this random music knowledge. But it was like 1997 or 1999. I think it was 1999 when they like broke out. And they released their first album in 1990. Hmm. It's crazy, dude. Like nine yeah. years of the hustle, you know, and we, and we want to give up on our apparel brands after like three months, mm-hmm. you know, like these guys believed in what they did so much that they hustled for eight, nine years to, to make their first like real money and, and have their first real success. So yeah, I mean, consistency as I guess that was kind of a weird, some weird examples, but staying consistency, consistent, having a long-term mindset. It's the same thing with investing. I, I was teaching on this this morning in our shirt school call. The best strategy for investing, right? It, what is it? It's dollar cost average and hold yeah. long-term. Mm-hmm. The, you know, If you want to have muscles, if you want to get strong, like actually grow your muscles, if you go in the gym one time and lift weights, nothing's going to happen to your muscles. They're going to hurt the next day and then it's going to be over. They're just going to be the same size. If you go and you do it three, four, five times a week, for the next three months, you're going to see start to see some results. You do it for six months, you're going to start to see some more results. You do it for the next year, you're going to have bigger muscles than you did on day one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, it's just that consistency and that long term mindset of looking at the goal in 12 months from now, looking at the goal in you know six months from now, two years, three years. Yep. And if you want to get to like an elite level of training you invest in a coach mentorship and and coaching. So yeah, like all these things kind of come full circle, but that having that long-term mindset is so key and staying consistent is so key. And I know it can get very discouraging. We've both been there before, but you know, like they, there, there's another quote that I really love. I, I have like an entire quote note. I think I've talked about this before where every time I hear a good quote, I'm such a quote guy. Every time I hear a good quote, I write it down. But I want to share this one because it's specifically about people who uh, are consistent. And it goes, let me just find it. A river cuts through rock, not because of its power, but its persistence. Nice. That like, yeah, 
boom. Wow. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, man, water takes it's, forever. It's so true. It's so true. And so in closing, I want to share a bonus tip. We, Dude, we've been dropping lots of bonus tips in the last couple episodes. You, you know? have, we're not me. Like you have. Out, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're just going to pull it out of nowhere. So here's, here's a bonus tip. <clears throat> because I know that sometimes it sounds easier said than done. You know what I mean? So for anyone who's discouraged, who's like, who hasn't seen success yet, of course, I want to encourage you to follow all these steps and to keep going and to keep being consistent. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your dreams. But I want to share this bonus tip because I had a very enlightening experience last this last June. I was honored to be a guest speaker at the Gelato Accelerator Summit, where I actually got to present to a number of six and seven figure print-on-demand sellers. <laughs> this was a very humbling experience. Not only was it my first experience speaking live about print-on-demand, but I was speaking internationally to a whole, I was flown across the world speaking in Sweden, and it was to a whole room of six and seven figure print-on-demand owners. And here's what I noticed. like. Uh, because it was a two-day event, I had a chance to meet pretty much all of them in person and, and get to know them a lot better and get to learn a lot about their business. And I had some really good discussions with them. But I was so surprised to notice a very obvious trend. They didn't have it all figured out. And a lot of them, I was like, man, you are leaving so much money on the table. I was talking to this one person who was having a ton of success and they were in the apparel space. And they weren't even collecting emails, but they were still having a ton of success. Now, it, it, it pains me because I know how much more success they could have had if they had an email marketing strategy, if they were collecting emails from website visitors and remarketing. And, and you know, it's like having a leaky bucket. You're driving all this traffic to your website and you're not retaining any of them. They're all falling through the holes because you don't have a remarketing strategy in place. But this was just one example of many where I talked to these super successful brands and I couldn't believe how many like integral steps they were missing. But you know what? They were still really, really successful. And the reason I say this is because I want to encourage people like you can be successful without having everything perfect. You don't have to have everything perfect. In fact, I wouldn't encourage you to have everything perfect. We encourage people to take messy and perfect action and improve as you go. Your brand is going to go a whole lot different on day number 365 as it did on day number one. So, you know, don't feel like you need to have it all figured out. And that's kind of what I wanted to close with just to <laughs> kind of like help people like, you know, like let people know that like a lot of people who go through struggles, even really successful brands go through a lot of struggles. It's part of the process. This is not a linear process. It is filled with peaks and valleys along the way, and it'll always be filled with peaks and valleys along the way. So that is my kind of encouraging closing thoughts. Carrie, did you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah. The only thing I want to add is if this resonated with you, if you hear things here that you, that you really, you know, resonated with you, that you learned from, and you know you have a brand that you're looking to grow. Please come to the workshop coming up, um, October fourth, October fifth. It's eleven a.m. to three p.m. Central Time. Coaching, training, store reviews, um, masterminding, connection. Like you want to be there. So I want you to apply to come to that workshop. Sixfigurefounder.com/slash/grow. The number six, like the six. 
figurefounder.com slash grow. Go below this. If you're watching on YouTube, click the link, fill out the application. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, uh, look at the show notes, click the link, uh, fill out that quick application, uh, see if you're a good fit. And we'd love to, we'd love to have you there and help you grow your brand. It's going to be so much fun. Let's go. Yes, I can't I wait. It. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But with that, we will end this episode. We hope you guys found this inspiring. We hope you found this informative. We hope that you got a whole bunch of value out of it. And if you did, we would love a, a review from you. Let us know. Let us know what, like what you're learning or, or the value you're getting out or just DM us, email us. Um, we love hearing from you guys. So with that, we're going to sign off. Thank you so much, guys. We will see you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us an honest review on whichever platform you're listening on. Thanks again, and we'll see you in the next one.